Napa know-how. Napa guy knows not to judge a man by his car's multicolored paint job or absence of modern gadgetry. Who cares if it's technically old enough to vote and the windows are powered by the strength of your left arm? Your monthly payment is zero, and it'll stay that way. Because with over 500,000 parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep anything on the road. She may not be pretty, but she's all yours. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Welcome to episode 101 of the Brick House Podcast. I'm your host, Bob Johnson. And I'm Matt Baker. Bob, how are we looking this week? What Give us all the hits. Oh man, well we can't bury the lead. Listen to this, Matt. <laughs> Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash almighty. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. You might be asking, what's this offer code almighty? It's the Almighty Baller Network, podcast network. Matt, we've been picked up by a new and upcoming podcast network that features basketball, other sports, music, and lots of great podcasts. They reached out to us and told us we fit into their family of shows, which made us feel really happy. They had a brick house void that needed to be filled. <laughs> yeah, throughout the week, I've been listening to other podcasts on the network, catching up with them, and I'm honest when I'm saying you should definitely check them out. You can go to almightyballer.com. You'll see cartoon versions of Matt Baker and I, along with all of our other new pod brothers and sisters. You can follow their network at Almighty Ballin'. They didn't have Almighty Baller because, as I learned listening to... The Almighty Ballin' podcast. Yeah. Almighty Baller was already taken on Twitter by some French guy. Uh. And Chris tried to tweet at him to see if he could get the thing, but he only speaks French. <laughs> okay. So, say la vie on that Twitter <laughs> yeah. handle. There you go. Uh, check out all their pods. I'm thinking, uh, since they have so many, rather than just tell you, hey, well, now that we have the sponsorship deal, check out 20 new podcasts. Yeah, that's like it's like peak TV. You know, you, there's so many different TV shows. You can't just get dumped on with five new shows. You got to take one at a time. Sure. This week I was listening to Hoops Historians. Yeah, it's hosted by Dan Ryan and Chris Axman. Axman is the uh, the head of the network. It's a very cool name, by the way. I don't think I've told him that he has a cool name. Right. But he probably already knows. Axman. Yeah. Axman. Yeah. 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 It's badass. Sure. First of all, all the music and like historical NBA audio they have edited together at the opening of the show is great. It's like the 30 for 30 quality sports montage. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to play it for our music guy, Brendan, and make him jealous. Maybe we'll work harder. <laughs> These guys are currently in a series of counting down the 10 best free agent signings of all time. Wow. So it has all my favorite elements of a uh, show. It's about basketball. They have lists. You know, we love lists and counting down at the Brickhouse podcast. Sure. And they've either done a ton of research for the show or just like basketball encyclopedias because I learned a lot of basketball history. I especially love the 70s and 80s era stories when the NBA was a lot more of like a seedy, low-budget movie than the franchise blockbuster it is now. Yeah. They also have a running joke on Latrell Sprewell. 
because he can't throw away a good I, yeah. Latrell Sprewell running joke opportunity. Of course. What is it? Do you are you gonna give it to us or do we have to listen to find out? I mean it's a different thing every okay. week. And oh, okay. It, it's it involves violence. Spoiler. Right. Okay. So check out Hoops Historians, all the other pods on their network. Thanks again to the Almighty Baller Podcast Network for inviting us to be a part of their team. Let's make a good show for them. Let's get into our first segments called Some Little Birds Told Me. Oh, wow. Tweet, tweet, tweet. We could spin this into a Game of Thrones segment uh-huh. because Varys, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. the eunuch in Game of Thrones. Yeah, he's my favorite, Bob. Yeah, his strength is really in knowledge. Of course. And he really trades this knowledge through little birds that whisper into his ear. My favorite part about uh, <laughs> Varys's knowledge is how he knows all the stuff. He knows it all. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's actually it kind of creepy uh, how he knows it. it the little right. birds, it turns out, are little children. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, we now have Twitter, so we don't have to get all of our information from kids under 10. We can get them from 40-year-olds who act like children on the <laughs> internet. One example of that. Chris uh, Vivlamore interviewed Paul Millsap before the Lakers came and played the Atlanta Hawks in Atlanta this year and asked him what it's, he thinks it's going to be like facing the Lakers without Kobe Bryant. Paul Millsap said, hopefully there'll be a lot less Laker fans here. <laughs> Speaking of Lakers, Meta World Peace said on Twitter, if I were president, I would allow everyone in the world two racist jokes per ethnicity per year. Nice. No losing jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. How nice of him. <laughs> That's actually a much less outlandish statement than anything Donald Trump has said. Yeah. What did you see on Twitter, Matt? Friend of the show, Aaron, texted me last night about a tweet from one of the members of the Undefeated on ESPN. Uh-huh. He tweeted, want to start shenanigans with NBA Twitter? Look up your favorite player and the word glorified. For example, look up Clay Thompson and glorified. And then he uh-huh. says, you're welcome. So if you do it, and we did it last night, it's quite fun. Uh-huh. Some of the examples are Kawhi Leonard is a glorified Tayshaun Prince. <laughs> or Clyde Drexler was a glorified Al Farouk Aminu, to be honest. Yeah, so the, if you, you could just spend hours... Take away the narratives, and Blake Griffin is an over-glorified Tom Gugliotta. <laughs> Harsh. I like the one where Tim Duncan at this point is basically a glorified Robert Sacre. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim Duncan is a glorified Robert Sacre. So, yeah, you can just do that. Wow. Well, I know how I'm spending my afternoon. Yeah. I read that the Cleveland Cavaliers are making their trip to the White House early this year. They're set to visit President Obama next Thursday. I bet you that the Cavs petition to have their first Washington game come before the next president's in office. Can you really blame them? Wait, so they are going to visit the White House, you say? Yeah, they're going to visit the White House on Thursday. The election will be over, but Obama still doesn't have to move out until January, I believe. Yeah. I like the way you put that, it doesn't have to move out. You didn't say it has to still do his job. He just doesn't have to move out. I think the the sitting president usually stops doing their job around February of an election year. Isn't that the way it goes? I, I thought it was February, the February after they get reelected for oh, a second right. term. Uh, yeah, they so they're at they're at Washington Friday, November eleventh. So yeah, so you do you think LeBron probably? Uh, petition adam silver to wouldn't you wouldn't you want to have one more visit to visit barack 
I mean, say what you want about the guy and his politics. If you're a fan of the NBA, get ready to see a lot more Barack Obama for the rest of your life. I have a, <laughs> I have a feeling he's going to be, if not a full-time fixture in the NBA, he's talked about wanting to own a team. Right. But he's going to at least be a semi-fixture, especially as long as the Chicago Bulls are relevant. Oh, I, NBA team will definitely give him the... Justin Timberlake, 0.1% ownership of a team, yeah. you know? Oh, one thing I saw when looking up Barack Obama glorified, no, <laughs> Barack Obama basketball. Yeah. He played the sport from a young age, obviously, well-known hoops player and fan. He earned the nickname Barry Obama <laughs> due to his accurate and impressive long-range shooting. Nice. I'm actually pretty surprised that McCain or Romney didn't use this in their attack campaigns for bombs obama yeah barry obama i mean you they were calling him a muslim and a terrorist and his nickname was right there for yeah. the taking you better believe donald trump wouldn't have left that stone unturned matt this past week the oklahoma city thunder had their first matchup with the golden state warriors since kevin durant joined the squad and what a what a matchup it was yeah, it wasn't much of a close game. I think the highlight for me was Inez Cantor talking shit to Durant from the bench. Yeah. We were watching this game together, and I mused that maybe the rift between Cantor and Durant started, obviously, when they were on the team, and Cantor was getting his special halal Turkish cuisine. Right, right. Even got more than half the team ordering the cuisine themselves yeah this is something we talked about last year yeah they they liked it so much durant was not impressed with the halal food he described no. the food as nasty yeah had no interest in it right Cantor might have taken that shit to heart he uh he talked a lot of shit and durant threw in 29 points in the first half so lesson learned stephen adams was kind of smacking him he's trying to get him to shut up if you're gonna talk trash at least to have an impact on the game and Cantor really had no impact whatsoever. And I think Durant Durant kind of called him out a little bit after, saying, like, what do you play, five minutes? Right, right. Oh, last week we told you that Kevin Garnett was coming to inside the NBA and that he was going to bring the fucking noise, and he fucking did. Yeah. KG and Rashid Wallace broadcasted from the studio called Area 21. Yeah, what was that? We, we kind of had it on mute, and... Uh, it looked it looked amazing. I went back and watched it. Area yeah. Twenty One obviously uh, speaks to Kevin Garnett's number playing through the basketball years. Right. I don't know where it was though. It's probably in like Tahiti or wherever Kevin Garnett is spending his winter this year. Yeah, and he, he could definitely get Rashid Wallace and other NBA players to come down and and join him in the studio there, right? Apparently they gave him a cuss button. <laughs> the Is cuss that what you're going to say? Yes. Yeah. It was amazing. I should have known that KG couldn't have taken a show on, you know, a non-premium channel where you can drop all the F-bombs you want without yeah. a cuss button. Yeah. Pretty much half of his answers started with him and Rashid holding the cuss button down and obviously saying, fuck, motherfuck over and over again you could obviously read their lips that's what they that's how they started yeah i think garnett has some sort of minimum requirement 
10 expletives per 100 words. That, that's part of his... It's like a tick. That's verbal speech thing. It was in his contract. His CPM is really high. That's cusses per minute, man. Right. It's a new stat being trapped. <laughs> Matt, I want to play a little game with you called NBA Price is Right. There Ooh, were, there were a good. lot of... There are a lot of extensions in the NBA right. for the uh, 2013 draft class members. So the way the game works is simple. I'm going to name a player who got a contract extension, and I'll tell you the amount of the extension, and you tell me if it is more or less money than the other thing I'm comparing it to. Okay, okay. I'll give you an example here from a non-2013 uh Draft class extension. James Harden, right? Sure. Just got a $114 million contract extension. Matt, is that more or less money than a G5 private jet? Wow. Uh, I'm going to say less money, Bob. It is more money. Wow. It is almost more than two G5 private jets with all the options. The purchase price of a new Gulfstream G550 ranges from 45 to $70 million. Could be higher depending on options, configurations, paint, maybe a giant beard for the plane. <laughs> Harden's contract is worth more. Okay, next one here. Dennis Schroeder. Mm -hmm. I'm still not sure how to pronounce his name. Right, we'll go with that. That's he fine. did get a $70 million extension this past week. Matt? Is that more or less money than the cost to make the 90-minute pilot of the new HBO show, Westworld? I'll say more money, Bob. More money is the correct answer. Yeah. The Hollywood Reporter reports that HBO invested about $100 million into the first season of Westworld, but it was only $25 million that wow. went into the pilot. That's so much. Okay, this is some players combined. Steven Adams, a lot of big guys. Steven Adams, $100 million. Plus Rudy Gobert's $102 million. Plus Greek Freak's $100 million contract. Or a combined $302 million for 21 feet of NBA players. Wow. Is that more or less money than the cost of an F-22 fighter jet? Can you repeat the number again there? $302 million combined between Adams, Gobert, and Antetokounmpo. More or less than an F-22 fighter jet. I'm going to say that's more, uh, that's more than the fighter jet. The correct answer is less. Wow. The only thing that's maybe more lavish than the new NBA contract is the military spending budget, Matt. Yeah. Military's lavishness makes the way J.R. Smith parties look tame. When asked if Adams, you know, Stephen Adams, bought anything after signing his $100 million deal, his answer was a new phone. <laughs> okay. The ESPN guy who told the story maybe missed a subtle joke, or maybe I'm just reading too far into it. Yeah. But I thought the joke that Adams was making was, when you sign a $100 million contract, you change your fucking number. Oh, okay. And you get one of those, like, platinum iPhones if right. they make those. That's a, uh, that's an under-the-radar <laughs> joke. Well, he has a lot of brothers and sisters he has that's to That's true, uh, like 17. From, so. <laughs> okay, last one here. Oladipo, $84 million contract extension. Yeah. 
Is that more or less money than Donald Trump has spent on his entire presidential campaign? It's like $84 million more, Bob. <laughs> Pretty close. It, yeah. The correct answer is more. Even back in 2000, Al Gore spent $126 million on his 2000 campaign. Right. Trump, so far in 2016, has spent a mere $49 million. Meanwhile, the Clinton campaign has spent $227 million of the 264 it's raised this election right. season. Trump's getting all that free, free media coverage. Oh, and the last campaign before Trump-Clinton, yeah. Romney-Obama combined, $1.1 billion was spent on Whoa. the 2012 election. Or half the cost of the L.A. Clippers, Matt. Wait, so they each spent like $500 million or something? That's right. That's insane. Joel Embiid's already up for his extension next year. Amazing. <laughs> He's a rookie this year. Yeah. But after being sat out for the first two seasons, could be the next hundred millionaire next year. So he, so this time next year he could sign a contract extension. Is right. what you're saying? Right. What, so the floor is sixty-four million dollars. Right. The Mozgov line. Yeah. Matt, let's take a moment to tell our listeners about this Audible free offer. For you, listeners of the BrickHouse podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a 30-day free trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. They have so many great titles to choose from, including my favorite NBA basketball book, Matt. The Breaks of the Game by David Halberstam, which follows the Portland Trailblazers during the 79-80 season. Awesome book. If you haven't read it, audible.com's offering it for free, so it's a pretty easy call. Yeah. For your free audiobook, go to audibletrial.com slash almighty. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash almighty for your free audiobook. Let's get back to the show. Speaking of the red shirt 76ers players, <laughs> yeah. for the new crop of one and done talents in college basketball, academics are pointless according to 76ers rookie Ben Simmons. Sure. He has a new Showtime sports documentary, and the former LSU star blames the organization for wasting his lone college year by asking him to attend class. Last week, someone tried to troll Simmons on Twitter, and we told you that uh, he came back at him and said, y you know, it's pretty easy to get C's and D's when you don't go to class. Right. Nobel Prize winner. Yeah. Yeah, throughout the film, Simmons wrestles with the trappings of his newfound fame. With agents and shoe companies ho hovering in Baton Rouge, Simmons said he had to avoid, quote, temptations. At LSU, he was offered a Bentley, a Rolls Royce, watches, jewelry, a house, anything. It's literally is anything. People coming at you, offering you things, Simmons said. Simmons also said the NCAA used him to make money, so he planned to become a voice for college athletes after he left LSU. Quote, the NCAA is messed up. I don't have a voice. I don't get paid to do it. Don't say I'm an amateur and make me take pictures and sign stuff and go make hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars off one person. I'm going off on the NCAA. Just wait. Just wait. I can be a voice for everybody in college. I'm here because I have to be here. I can't get a degree in two semesters, so it's kind of pointless. I feel like I'm wasting time. It, his year at LSU was such a giant waste of time. For everyone involved, because his team didn't even make the NCAA tournament. And then they, they refused to play in the NIT Yeah, they tournament. refused to play in the NIT. They were on TV a ton, and it was just constant disappointment to watch 
so and he wasn't even attending class. I'm kind of on his side. I mean, you if you're gonna if you're gonna go to college, I kind of think it behooves you to make an effort because it kind of shows a little bit about who you are, kind of. But it's hard to disagree with him when it just I I witnessed his freshman year and it was a waste waste of time. Well, I got a feeling he's not done telling us about that. I I bet he's not. But yeah, anyway, I don't want to bring the podcast down. <laughs> I'll bring it back up with some meta world peace news. Right, right back up. I don't know what the NBA is going to be like without him. He was on the NBA Ringer show with uh, Juliet Littman, sources say. Yeah. He's part of a new mockumentary on Go90 called The Fifth Quarter, which sounds really funny. It actually sounds a lot like the skits we did uh, for our Brick House previews. But he was asked what he's doing in his free time when he's not playing basketball, and he said he's working on a new show called How High. Yeah. As I was listening to the particularly the World Peace interview... I was thinking to myself, man, I got to tell Matt to listen to this because world peace sounds so high. Right. When he said that he was working on a show called How High that's about an NBA basketball player who's always high, it really confirmed my suspicions. Yeah. Is it less of a show and more of a just his everyday activity life? It's a reality show, yeah. yeah. <laughs> With no cameras? <laughs> Uh, some other fun Meta World Peace news from this past week. He shouted, I love basketball, after making a free throw in the third quarter <laughs> in a game against the Pacers. <laughs> Which is, you know, just makes for the perfect Vine. Yeah. Well, uh, Vine is dead now, Bob. I yeah. Think, uh... Or whatever the new equivalent yeah. is. Now, the way he said it made me think he's probably got a lot of miles out of that sentence while playing in China. Mm-hmm. I could see him introducing himself. You know, the the language barrier, I'm sure, is very real and made a lot of friends just by smiling and saying, I love basketball. Hi, hi I love basketball. <laughs> hi, I love basketball. So now when the Lakers break their huddles, they yell, I love basketball. <laughs> And apparently last night, after they beat the Warriors at home by 20, there was a lot of I love basketball being yelled in the locker room. Yeah, Bob, I, uh, that's, that's team building there. That's why you bring, <laughs> that's why you bring back the vet. He, uh, I think that was one of his – he's averaging .07 points a game. Wow. So that was basically the point he scored. So I think, I think that's – he had his shot to yell I love basketball, and he took it. Meta World Peace is going to be a coach in the NBA, Matt. I feel like that could be a Black Mirror episode because the future is going to be cool, but it's also going to be really fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah, he has like uh, those contacts in his eyes that he can, it looks like he's staring straight ahead, but really he's staring at what the contact is showing him. (laughs) And like at the end, you find out like this has just been taking place in his mind and he's locked up in a isolation isolation <laughs> chamber in north korea yeah exactly what i was thinking yeah, yeah exactly well we had such fun doing the hip-hop version of the game show last week we wanted to have another hip-hop inspired segment this one from 90s bad boy himself p diddy right we're gonna play a little game this week called can't stop won't stop is it a game or is it just a 
Yeah, well, it's a, it's a game <laughs> like, if we're there's two of us <laughs> participating, having fun. Sure. <laughs> Take it away, Matt. You got the ball first. Do you want to explain the background behind this? Uh, well, uh, Bad Boy couldn't stop, and they, and wouldn't, they wouldn't stop. stop of course, <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> so basically, these are things in the NBA that can't stop and won't stop. Right. To which, the other night, you said... Uh, could potentially be looked at as the same thing, but there is a, there is a slight difference. I think it's open to interpretation. I think because there's things we won't stop, but also there might be things we can't stop because we uh, for you know various reasons. But anyway, <laughs> I, I can't stop for you, Bob. the The Cubs just ended their 108 year World Series drought on Wednesday. Right. Yes. Which is congratulations, Cubs. Yeah, which is a phenomenally long time. So with you know they made their they basically made a ton of money off being the lovable losers. You know that people still go to every game. They draw they draw crowds wherever they go. Their fans everywhere made tons of money. This void needs to be filled, and it can only be filled when the Knicks can't stop losing. Uh-huh. They can't <laughs> stop putting together bad teams to the point where Dolan sees this void and knows that this is the way he makes money championships you make money but you can also make money by being the lovable loser bob he could even go back and say that's what his plan has been the past the 20 entire years time yeah. yeah i've just been sabotaging the team for for that cubs dollar right so we're already at what like 45 years without a 43 years without a Knicks title so uh is it that long it was the 70s, 73 right? right oh wow so yeah, he's he's not even halfway there, but you know, there's plenty of good bad years to be had. Wow, yeah, I thought the L.A. Clippers were trying to get a little of that Cubs mojo with their new logo. Totally oh, yeah. co-ops the the big Cubs C. That's true. And the red, white, and blue colors. Yeah, I've got a won't stop for you here, Matt. Russell Westbrook won't stop dressing like a professional t- photographer. Even after losing the game to the Golden State Warriors, yeah, Westbrook showed up to the OKC Golden State game dressed in this like orange apron-looking thing with a photographer press pass. Basically, he was just trolling the entire NBA media, saying, "You know, I know you're all here to take a bunch of pictures, stir shit up between yeah. me and Durant. Well, I'm going to be snapping them right back, fuckers. You know, the way he played, he might as well have just been taking photographs. Oh, that, that's that's Burn. harsh. Russell Westbrook is probably my favorite player to watch in the NBA oh, yeah, so no, he's far great. this season. Yeah. Won't stop, Bob. Former Suns coaches won't stop being signed to coach other teams. Uh, we have Hornacek, Gentry... D'Antoni, so they won't stop because I don't know if you know this, but uh, Jerry Colangelo has a secret deal with all the NBA owners to hire former Suns executives just to try and make Robert Sarver look bad. Bob, that's that's what's going on here. I believe Robert Sarver fired Steve Kerr. Yeah. Oh, Kerr. <laughs> Kerr is there. Yeah. So that's that's four. That's four current NBA coaches that can directly be traced back to the Suns. I love it. I guess Scott, Scott is Skiles, he's not there anymore. Skiles, no, he quit. Skiles he, was way back. He, he quit was, the magic when, right. when stuff 
kidnapped Rod Hennigan. Oh, yeah, that's right. Go back to our Orlando Magic preview. The mad the mascot kidnaps the manager. It's yeah. insane. You know, this Pelican slide, we'll touch on it a bit, but I think that can't stop, Bob. The Pelican slide? The Pelican slide. slide can't stop. And it's all because of karma. The Chris Paul trade karma is catching up with them. Oh, man. Tom Benson getting the number one pick for buying the team, karma. Handed the number one pick. Yeah, so this is all this is all karma right now that just can't stop. I got uh, Joel Embiid can't stop having a good time. He spent his first two seasons in the NBA eating room service, drinking Shirley Temples, tweeting, playing video games, and by anyone's account, having a great time sure. doing it. Now he's nicknamed himself The Process, playing 20 minutes a game and averaging 20 points. He's going to get Jalil Okafor, Nerlens Noel booted out of there real soon here. But he has a smile on his face while doing it. Now. Yeah. What won't stop, Lakers ticket prices Ugh. versus Clippers. Clippers are arguably 30 wins better than the Lakers, potentially. Although the Lakers are playing real well. So the Suns... Suns were in town to play the Clippers last week, and the cheapest ticket on StubHub was $6, right? Clippers Suns. The Suns wow. are back in town to play the Lakers tomorrow. Cheapest ticket, $50 wow. on StubHub. Stupid. Yeah, so that the Lakers brand will just continue. Matt, let's get into what one segment we haven't done in a while, the Definitely Time to Panic segment. Oh, <laughs> I want to ask you this question. Is it time to panic about the New Orleans Pelicans, who I, just on Friday went to 0-6? Well, so there's two ways of looking at this, I think. You can either panic or you can just embrace the tank. Okay. You know what I mean? They're not good. No. The best thing they can do is they have to lose and try and get another number one pick to team with Davis. Right, that does seem like it would be the best idea. Buddy Heald, their rookie this year, is shooting twenty five percent, and uh, not looking like the the best pick. So I don't know if even tanking is going to save them. Except that maybe the first seven picks in the draft this year could be franchise players. Right. Well, they have to do something. They can't. I mean, they, luckily they're they're on their way to the number one pick anyway, but. You just they just have to embrace it. They can panic or they can realize that Davis is already signed to an extension. Right. So they don't they're not gonna lose him for at least four or five years. Maybe start panicking in two years. Yeah, sure. I think one worry I was talking to our buddy Goose yesterday and he was saying while watching the Pelicans, Davis just looks bummed out. Sure. Know? And if you have him Feeling that way too much and associating losing and, and feeling down with playing for the Pelicans, he might just start making his plans early to leave. He's playing like he's channeling Wilt Chamberlain and Bill Russell, but he's stuck on the freaking Fort Wayne Sheriffs or whatever the <laughs> equivalent would be at the time. Instead of just picking up all the basketball slack from his otherwise talent-deprived team, you know, if he were on Fort Wayne, he'd probably also be selling hot dogs and cotton candy in between quarters. Right. He's really doing everything for the team. <laughs> Let's get into our favorite segment, the diss of the week, Matt. Yo mama is so fat. 
This one was actually pretty easy this week. Julian, our friend of the show, texted it over to me, and I had to agree with him. This had to go up on the on the disc of the week. LeBron James loves Halloween, Matt. Who doesn't? I don't. I... Okay. Well, that, that answers my question. I asked who doesn't. Mm. Yeah, this holiday can be used as an excuse to dress super revealing, take on an alter ego like a pirate, the right. Gundam style guy, Deadpool, whatever the popular costume is that year. Right. LeBron used Halloween this year as an excuse to diss the fuck out of the Golden State Warriors. Oof, what did he do? He set up a ghoulish band for the party, and the name of the band, which was painted on the drum set, was 3-1 Lead. The drummer sitting behind the kit was a skeleton. He also had cookies in the shape of Steph Curry and Clay Thompson's tombstones served at the party. Okay. Of course the media had to ask the Warriors about this. Sam Amick asked Clay Thompson. He didn't get it. Clay's answer was, yeah, I don't get it because I'm not dead. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. But LeBron's already in his head. I love it. I love the taunting. I love him planting early seeds for Draymond's nut-kicking meltdown. Clay is going to be chilling either way, cookies or no cookies. Oh, and LeBron spent $5,000 on his Halloween costume. He went as Jerome from the 90s show Martin. Nice. And Kyrie Irving went as the Red Power Ranger. And then LeBron got front row seats for the Cleveland 3-1 meltdown in the World Series. I'm glad you said that, Matt, because people were giving LeBron and the Cavs all the credit for the Indians making the World Series because they had broken the seal of Cavs or Cleveland sports teams making the finals, I guess. Right. So can we also blame his Halloween 3-1 lead dig at the Warriors as being responsible for the Cleveland Indians blowing a 3-1 lead on the Cubs? I think it's equally valid. Yes, it is. And that it's not at all. Right. And Dwayne Wade publicly called him out and asked him to bet on the World Series, you know, because Wade's from Chicago, right. yeah, his yeah. hometown. Then they made, they made the bet of they'd have to win the wear the jerseys or something. Yeah. Well, I thought it was kind of lame that James only publicly accepted the bet after the Indians won Game One. Uh, Not that's that's a lame move. Yeah. No sports book would have ever accepted that. <laughs> right. Uh, Yeah, and for losing, Wade did put him in a Cubs jersey on Instagram and said he can't wait to see what kind of wine he's sending as well. I was wondering, like, would these guys even care if they bet a million dollars on this on this game? Right? No, it has to be public shaming and wine. That's really that's the uh, public shaming is all you can do if you have all the money. Money doesn't matter. Yeah. Just tell that to Cersei, right, Matt? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say it if you didn't. <laughs> On the next episode of Brick House. We're going to check back and make sure we didn't lose our network seat or our new corporate sponsors. We can also solicit our own sponsors for the Brick House podcast. Sure, yeah. If anyone has any ideas, send it over to us. I wanted Or to if ch- anyone has money. Yeah. That we want to- send us the money. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. accept check, cash. Bill's chain link fence. <laughs> Are you tired of rabbits getting in on your yard? Try a chain link fence. See, we can do it. I thought I might call Sixers owner Josh Harris and see if he wants to make Hostess a sponsor oh, for Brick House. Love that. 
Little Debbie cakes may not be the best for you when you're a pro athlete, but a semi-pro basketball analyst? Yeah, right. They could pay us in baked goods for all I care. <laughs> I'll sign that contract today. Yeah, that's fine with me. It could be like a Chris Stapp's long-term low-value deal. You know, he signed a $25,000 four-year deal with Nike. Right. We'll take 25,000 powdered donuts over four years. Yes, that's fine. Well, thanks so much to the BrickHouse listeners who've been putting up with us for 100-plus episodes the past year. Welcome to the new listeners. Hope you subscribe and come back and listen to our show again next week. Hope you were entertained. Please rate and review the show on iTunes. Tweet us at BrickHousePod. Email us through our website, BrickHousePodcast.com, or Bob and Matt at BrickHousePodcast.com. And subscribe to Hoops Historians. Check out their dope pods on the Almighty Baller Podcast Network. And go to audible.com slash almighty and get a free book. Donald Trump's running for president. Mm -hmm. Let's all read a book, America. We'll feel smarter. Use it and get the art of the deal. The art of the deal? Oh, the Donald Trump book? Yeah. Yeah. Don't get that one. Come back next week for more NBA news and jokes. On the next episode of Brick House.